Hey y'all, it's Wednesday, so y'all know what that means. It's podcast day, and I'm really excited about this word just because all this week, God has just been showing me how our problems are is really our power. Like, that's where all of our power is, and it's crazy because we see problems and we automatically think we must have done something wrong or we're in a bad season. We're just in a bad place. We can't win for nothing. But really, that's when we're like stepping into a new level. It's just like, oh, this is my problem. It's like, this is my training. This is about to get me ready for something more. So I know today on Polish Instagram at Polish144, I posted a post and it said, I want problems to tremble when they see me coming. I want to see a problem and run towards it head on. I want to be a force to be reckoned with at all times, meaning that when I'm doing good, I want to be a force. When I'm doing bad, honestly, when I'm doing bad, when I'm going through it, I realize, or when I'm getting tested, I realize that I produce the best work then. Like, that's when I'm really in my bag when I'm being tested, when I'm under pressure. And I think that's why God keeps me in that position because as people, when we're good, we're good. Like we don't have to do anymore. We don't have to go the extra mile. We don't have to tap into a new level of creativity because we're good. We can get set in comfortability or routine and pattern and just get content with where we are and it makes sense why God has to put pressure back on us because we'll never reach our full capacity if we don't continue to go harder and do more so we need that push we need that setback to make us go harder because if it just stay good we just stay content so I feel like I'm giving a whole word and I ain't even got into the word so let me just let y'all know that we're coming out of the book of Joshua chapter 7 so get your notebooks, get your pen, your journals, because today we're going to be talking about being defeated. So I simply said chapter seven because I want y'all to just like read the whole chapter. Well, actually, it's chapter seven, verse one through like verse 15. So just read all of that. OK, but I'm going to give you all a little summary. So it's like Joshua was getting ready to attack this town and he sent some guys to go spy out on the town and see how many men he needed to send over there to attack so they told joshua and this is literally verse two they told joshua there's no need for all of us to go up there it won't take more than two or three thousand men to attack i since there are so few of them don't make all our people struggle to go up there And this was the first thing that stood out to me because in this moment, it made it clear they told Joshua. And after that, Joshua followed what they had to say. And verse four says they were soundly defeated because Joshua took the word of the people. He didn't go check with God. He didn't make sure that was a part of God's will. He took their advice, which walked him straight into soundly defeat. Now, I circled the word soundly because I'm just like, I've heard silent defeat before, before, but what does soundly defeat mean? So that's going to be our first point, soundly defeat versus silent defeat. And after researching and like looking up the word and really like just praying for understanding, I learned that soundly defeat is like completely defeated. 
And it's like, okay, what does that mean? Because when you're defeated, nigga, you're defeated, you're lost. But the difference between soundly defeat and silent defeat or being silently defeated is soundly defeat is like a public L. Like you publicly took this L versus a silent defeat. You're the only one that knows you just took an L. Like it's kind of like when you go through a breakup, if your ex don't get online and bash you, then it's like a silent defeat. Nobody don't really know until you tell them and you don't got to tell them until you're ready to talk about it. But if it's a soundly defeat, your ex is online playing like F that nigga. Like she is like wilding out or he is like wilding out. And it's like, everybody know, like you taking a big L. So that's the difference between the two. And it said they took a soundly defeat because they ran them from town to town, killing them. So it was like a public thing. And I was trying to figure out and sit and pray on why was it specifically pointed out that it was a soundly defeat. And it was because if God would have allowed them to take a silent defeat, it would have been easier for them to still have pride, to still have arrogance, for them to still come back and try to find a way to win this battle on their own. But because they took that soundly public defeat, verse, the end of verse five literally says that their courage melted away. So it had to be a public loss to humble them. Then moving on to verse nine, after they were defeated, Joshua did what so many of us do. We run to God because now we upset. Now we embarrassed. We don't took an L. God, I'm finna cry out to you now. In verse nine, he literally said, when the Canaanites and all the other people living in the land hear about it, they will surround us and wipe our name off the face of the earth. And then what will happen to the honor of your great name? So Joshua tried to get slick. Like he trying to be a manipulator. He trying to play reverse psychology. God, if we fail, you look bad because we were honoring your name. And so many of us do that. We pray for situations. We'll sometimes fast for situations. We openly express our love for God and how we live for God. But then we make decisions that don't align with God's word. And then we try to blame God for our downfall. And that's the plot twist because it was their plan, but he tried to make it seem like it was going to take away God's glory. Kind of like if you're dating somebody or you've gotten into this relationship, but you're choosing to go to church, you're choosing to do be in your word, but you're not asking God about this guy that you're dating because you just like him. You just feel like you smart enough to choose a man on your own. And then when the relationship goes sour, you're running to God and asking God, why am I in this situation? Why do you have me out here looking like this when I praise your name and I bring your name so much glory? I'm in my word. I'm studying. And yet I'm going through this embarrassment with this guy. I'm going through this embarrassment at this job. I'm going through this embarrassment with my car. I'm going through all this stuff, but I praise your name. I represent your name. And that's when you know that a part of your decision making, you have left God outside of it. But instead of Joshua realizing that Joshua tried to flip the script and make it seem like God, how is your name going to get any honor if we get defeated? But God knew that he wasn't a part of that defeat. He was never a part of that plan because Joshua never checked in with him. So the last thing that God was worried about was his name not being honored. God cared about the character of Joshua and the people with Joshua, which takes me to point three, which is defeat makes us discover defects. 
In verse 12 and 13, there was two very important sentences that I underlined. And the first one says in verse 12, I will not remain with you. This is God speaking to Joshua. I will not remain with you any longer unless you destroy the things among you that were set apart for destruction. And then verse 13, a sentence says, hidden among you are things set apart from the Lord. You will never defeat your enemies until you remove these things from among you. Verse 14, in the morning, you must present yourselves by tribe and the Lord will point out the tribe to which the guilty man belongs. And what I loved most about this was verse 13 to 14. God went from speaking about a thing to a man. And that just showed me that when we're facing defeat, we have to check ourselves and check our situation and see whether there's a thing or whether there's a person that's causing us to face defeat. What caused you to get here? Was it something that you began to idolize or was it a person, a guilty person, a person that's not supposed to be in your life that's holding you back from what God has in store for you? Because God will not advance you if you have the wrong people around you. God will not advance you if you have the wrong things around you. So the fact that from one sentence to the next, God switched from thing to man, it showed that it could be either or. Which ties back to what I opened up this podcast with. Our power is in our pain. Our power is in our problems. Our power is in our defeat because it allows us to see the weaklings. It allows us to see the mistakes that we don't need to make anymore. It allows us to see the people who tie us to our past. It allows us to see the people that we have to let go if we want to elevate to where God is trying to take us to. God is showing us during the seasons of problem and defeat. This is what you have to remove. This thing, this person, if you want to tap into the promise, if you want to tap into my presence, if you want to tap into the next level that I have for you, I need to put you in a situation that will reveal to you the weak spot so that you can get your strength back. Being that we live in a generation that simply focuses on winning or looking like you're winning, we don't really pay attention to the inside. We don't really pay attention to what we're producing as long as it looks like we're producing, as long as it looks like we're making progress. But what God cares about is the quality, not the quantity. God doesn't want us going long distances if we have somebody that's toxic with us. You're moving fast, but you're going nowhere because you're carrying poison with you along the journey. You have this thing that's latching on to you and taking your energy and stopping you from moving. So what God does is he places a roadblock. He places a circumstance. He places a financial issue in our way to stop us, to slow us down, to do a heart check, to do an inside check. Check who's around you. Check what you're carrying with you. And I need you to spend some time right here, not moving forward, not excelling. Just stay here. Take an L for right now so that you can see what's with you and let go of any dead weight. And then you'll be able to move at full speed. So that, my friends is the beauty in defeat. So if you're feeling like you're in a testing, trying, defeated season, ask God, what is he trying to show you? All right, let's pray. Lord, I thank you for another Wednesday. I thank you for another moment to express the word that you placed on my heart on this podcast. I thank you for another moment to connect with the listeners, Lord. I pray that you 
use this word to reach who you want it to reach, Lord. I pray that it speaks to each one in a tailor-made way. I pray that everyone is able to take a word from this and apply it to their life, which makes their life better, which makes their journey better, Lord, which makes their perspective of defeat better, Lord, because your word says that all things work together for our good. So, Lord, I take the time to thank you and praise you for defeat today, Lord, because if we're being defeated right now, it's for our good and it's for us to be launched for it. So I thank you. I praise you and I love you in Jesus name. Amen. All right, y'all. Talk to y'all next week. Don't forget to follow the Instagram at Polish144. If you're in Fort Lauderdale or Miami, Florida, the event that I'm having will be on December 8th, The Polish Project. Please come out. Please say hi or just DM me on Instagram. All right. Bye.